Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. And thanks for joining us. Uh, about an hour and a half, we're going to be joined also by uh, Kirk Cameron. He'll be in studio. Bottom of the second hour. Looking forward to that. Uh, big debate last night. Yeah, I think I think Ron DeSantis was the winner. I mean, a lot of people are saying Haley, uh, Nikki Haley. I, I think... I think DeSantis won it again, uh, which, you know, maybe surprises some people because yeah. yesterday about this time, we, we talked about some of the feedback we got because we oh. had the unmitigated gall to speak about his shoes. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Ramaswamy tried so hard to, to, to make the shoe thing yeah. stick. Yeah, yeah, he tried. He tried to get it in. I, I will say, I, I was uh, pleasantly surprised at the tenor of the NBC <clears throat> debate. Um, you know, it was, it moved well. Yeah, you it know, did. it didn't. We didn't get bogged down was, in a little back and forth. It was by far the best one. Yeah, I, I think by far uh, the best debate so far. Um, it was interesting because uh, DeSantis, I thought, had a great open last night. Um, Vivek, Vivek like cake or Vivek like fake, attacked NBC, which was a bit awkward. I mean, he really went after. They deserve it, but uh, he went after NBC, uh, went after the moderators. <laughs> Interesting strategy out of the gate. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, and Lester Holt kind of went after the audience at the beginning. <laughs> like a dad. Like, dude, give it up. No applause. Kept chastising the audience. Let's not do this. Let's, let's not do this. If you want it completely silent, you don't want applause, you don't want gasps, you don't want... Any expression from the audience don't have an audience. Why don't you have an empty auditorium? Uh, bizarre. This is just bizarre. Of course they're going to clap when they hear things they agree with. That's what happens at debates. <laughs> yeah, and, and he chose it in the middle of uh, when they were doing their opening remarks. Yeah. And so a yeah. couple of the candidates didn't get the benefit of the ambience of their <coughs> uh, supporters mm -hmm. cheering them on. Whereas the, right. the folks that had it early on, <laughs> crazy. I don't know, that was just that crazy. Was really awkward. Uh, we'll get into the uh, uh, debate coming up in just a minute. Share some of the um, audio with you if you missed it. But first, let me tell you about real estate agents I trust. Real estate agents I trust. These are the people you can turn to when you're selling your home, when you're buying a home. It's really difficult. It's really stressful. Uh, and... These are just the finest agents that uh, Glenn and his team, it's Glenn's company, so he and the team have vetted these agents and uh, found the best ones available. And then, this is just a free service we provide to you. Go to the website, realestateagentsitrust.com, fill out some information, just some basic info, and then we'll match you with the best realtor in your market who can give you great advice, help you through that process, relieve some of the stress of buying and selling a home. Real Estate Agents I Trust, the name says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat Gray is unleashed. Indeed. All right. So as far as the uh, debate is concerned, Ron DeSantis talked about why he should be president instead of Donald Trump. 
Now, if you look where we are now, it's a lot different than we were in 2016. And Donald Trump's a lot different guy than he was in 2016. He owes it to you to be on this stage and explain why he should get another chance. He should explain why he didn't have Mexico pay for the border wall. Yeah. He should explain oh. why he racked up so much debt. He should explain why he didn't drain the hmm. swamp. And he said Republicans were going to get tired of winning. Well, we saw hmm. last night, I'm sick of Republicans losing. In Florida, I showed how it's done. One year ago here, we want a historic victory, including a massive landslide right here in Miami-Dade County. That's how we have to do it. So I promise you this, as the nominee, next November I'll Thank get the Governor. job done, and as president, I will your, deliver your time for is you. Up. Let me turn to Ambassador Hillary. Let's not do this. Okay, please don't don't cheer for the things that you like, audience. You're you've been brought in to be mute. Okay, we want you to be a bunch of deaf mutes. Pretend like you don't hear, you can't speak. Oh, no, can we not do this? Do this. Can we can don't we not do this. do this? Can we let's let's not do this. <laughs> over and over and over. Such a dad line. Oh my gosh. Uh, what a buffoon. Uh, all right, so that was uh, the DeSantis opening, which I thought was strong. Mm-hmm. And uh, here's Vivek Ramaswamy's opening debate statement. 35, Joe. Number 35. And frankly, look, the people there are cheering for losing in the Republican Party. Think about who's moderating this debate. This should be Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan, and Elon Musk. We'd have 10 times the viewership asking questions that GOP primary voters actually care about and bringing more people into our party. Right. You think the Democrats, and we've got Kristen yeah. Welker here, you Uh-oh. think the Democrats would actually hire Greg Gutfeld to host a Democratic debate? They wouldn't do it. And so the fact of the matter is, I mean, Kristen, I'm going to use this time because this is actually about you in the media and the corrupt media establishment ask you the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that you pushed on this network for years. Was that real or was that Hillary Clinton made up disinformation? Answer the question. Go. Go. (laughs) (laughs) This is how we get a picture. We need accountability because this media rigged the 2016 election. They rigged the 2020 election with a Hunter Biden laptop story. And they're going to rig this election. Your time is up. Ramaswamy, uh, don't talk about us like that. Yeah. We're, we're off limits to you people. I mean, he came out of the gate supercharged. Yeah, um, he did. Not as, I'd say, in control as normal. Yeah. Uh, we see him up there. But it was an effective opening remark. But... Remember what the question was, and and I appreciated Doug Ripley on Twitter this morning pointing out, notice Vivek didn't answer the question about why him over Trump. Yeah, he didn't. Right? Because he's still... Because he's promoting Donald Trump. Right, as Doug says it, he's still not in it to win it. And I watched a a pre-debate this morning. I went back and I watched like a pre-debate interview with a member of Ramaswamy's staff. And, I mean, this campaign is not about him winning the presidency. It's absolutely not. It's just about him ingratiating himself to Donald Trump, to Donald Trump so he can be vice president. being his attack dog. Yeah. Um, but, but good lines. What he, what he said was true. <laughs> I know. I know. That's just... And NBC can't dispute it. I mean, Lester Holt's moronic question. What would you do on day one to help people with their finances? What? And and talk about the specific thing you would do. And then they mentioned policies. No, I'm not talking about policies. I'm talking about what would you do the first day to help them with their... Well, let, well Les, here's what... Uh, I'm going to send a $2 million check to every single American family. How about that? Day one, I send $2 million to every American. Is that what you're looking for? I mean, what can an American president do 
on day one except start enacting policies that spark the economy. But it can't happen day one. What do you mean? You're not going to feel the... Because they were all trying to tell him, well, I'm going to get gas prices lowered. I'm going to turn to American independence, and that will lower the prices of gas, which lowers the price of everything. I mean, you could maybe say, what is the answer to that question from an American president? Maybe you lower taxes, but that has to go through Congress, so that can't happen day one. <laughs> I don't know. It, it is bizarre, and they deserve the wrath uh, and the criticism that Vivek gave him. But I don't know. His, his more aggressive style didn't seem to work last night. Um, here was uh, Nikki Haley on why she should be president instead of Donald Trump. You know, everybody wants to talk about President Trump. Well, I can talk about President Trump. I can tell you can that you? I think he was the right president at the right time. Oh. I don't think he's the right president now. I think that he put us $8 trillion in debt, and mm. our kids are never going to forgive us for that. I think the fact that he used to be right on Ukraine and, and foreign issues, now he's getting weak in the knees and trying to be friendly Jeez, again. Man. I think that we've got to go back to the fact that we can't live in the past. We can't live in other headlines. We've got to start focusing on what's going to make america strong and proud and that's what i'm focused on doing this woman and tim scott would have us in wars on every continent on this planet (laughs) all seven including antarctica they would find somebody to attack in antarctica penguins penguins i don't like the way they look at it polar bears well of course they'd have to go north for the polar bears but they'd they'd find a way to go to war with polar bears in the arctic I mean, they're such warmongers, especially Nikki Haley. Wow. She she is, she would push us headlong into every conflict. Day one. Absolutely. I mean, you can tell she is itching for a fight. And I'm sure there's going to be plenty of people uh, happy to oblige her. Uh, Chris Christie attacked Donald Trump's legal issues. Cut 30. Long, and I'll say this about Donald Trump. Anybody who's going to be spending the next year and a half of their life focusing on keeping themselves out of jail and courtrooms cannot leave this party or this country. Right, and it needs to be said plainly. Governor, thank you. Let me turn this uh, Okay. Hey, Chris Christie was kind of, uh, I don't know, he wasn't, I think he was tired or something last yeah. night. He, he wasn't his normal. Not a lot of energy there. Yeah. But, you know, maybe that comes from trying to lug that around all the time i don't know i don't know i guess they had to steal reingird steel girders to reinforce the stage last night okay yeah right underneath where he was and i think he helped out with that so he might have been a little tired <laughs> i'm not sure he was leaning really hard on that podium the entire night yeah yeah right? he was yeah. really leaning in there was something up with him last yeah. night i don't know what it was but yeah would be tough, though, if you didn't feel good or something, and you had to be there anyway to perform. God. I mean, what do you do? Can you imagine? Oh, geez. Like, if you just get, like, puke sick in the middle of one of <laughs> these? Would... Remember yeah. George H.W. Bush in Japan? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a bad time yeah. to be vomiting. Very bad time. At the dinner table. <laughs> but here we go. Boy, that would be memorable. Yep. 
Here's Ms. Uh, Warmonger on the Israeli-Palestinian war. Here's what she had to say. Nikki Haley. Ambassador Haley, what would you do? What would you be urging Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu to do? Would you consider a humanitarian pause, for example? The no. first thing I said to him when it happened was I said, finish them. Finish <laughs> them. And the reason is I worked on this every day when I was at the United Nations. Mm. And we have to remember that they have to, one, eliminate Hamas, two, support Israel with whatever they need, whenever they need it, and three, make sure we bring our hostages home. We need to be very clear-eyed to know there would be no Hamas without Iran. There would be no Hezbollah without Iran. There would not be the Houthis without Iran. And there wouldn't be the Iranian militias in Syria and Iraq that are trying to hear, hit our military men and women if it hadn't been for Iran. And who would... Mm. Uh, yeah. Okay, so we're going to attack Iran. If uh, she becomes president of the United States. Hmm. Okay. That's great. That's great. That'll help. That'll be good. So we'll have a war there with Iran. And I guess she thinks that her thing is that they'll respond to that by backing down. I don't know that that's what would happen. Let's skip to 34. um, uh, Staying in the Iran vein. Because this is to your point earlier yeah. about uh, Nikki Tim Hayden, Scott and Tim Nikki. Scott, yeah. Yeah. Here's uh, Tim Scott on Iran. Diplomacy only is a weak strategy. Appeasement leads to war. From President Obama to President Biden, Obama sent millions to Iran. Frankly, President Biden has sent billions to Iran. That is why I've said that there is blood dripping from the hands of President Obama and President Biden. I would tell President Biden with great clarity, if you want to stop the 40 plus attacks on military personnel in the Middle East, Mm -hmm. you have to strike in Iran. If you want to make a difference, you cannot just continue to have strikes in Syria on warehouses. You actually have to cut off the head of the snake, and the head of the snake is Iran and not simply their proxies. In order for us to have a powerful response Hmm. from America, we have to be in a position of strength. As President of the United States, my foreign policy is simple. You cannot negotiate with evil. You have to destroy it. All right, Senator Scott, thank you. Governor Chris, I want to get you to weigh in. Interesting. So you're going to destroy Iran? Are are we dropping nukes on them? Are we wiping them from the face of the earth? I mean, it's not like... I, I, I don't disagree that you have to come from a place of strength, but I think we really need to spend some time and ponder, all right, how deeply do we want to involve ourselves in all of this? And, and who are Iran's friends now? Uh, right. <laughs> Russia and China. They sure have gotten buddy-buddy since Trump left office. They really have. Was forced out of office. And I don't know. Do you want a Russia? Do you want a war with Russia? Uh, a hot war between the United States and Russia. A hot war between the United States and China. And Iran. I I don't know. <laughs> as long as that's what they're talking about, though. As long as you're mentioning Russia, there, um, there's a great uh, Twitter follow, uh, the Study of War, and they update every day. You know what's <laughs> happening in Ukraine and. Oh, that's good stuff. And obviously, we, we saw yesterday with the clip of Zelensky how desperate he is. And mm-hmm. look, we'd give you some credit. Give us credit, and we'll pay you back after war. Uh, well, apparently, Russia is reportedly attempting to reacquire components for military equipment from states to which it previously sold the equipment. 
including Egypt, Pakistan, Brazil, and Belarus. In other words, they mm. need all they can get. And so they're like, hey, remember we sold you those parts? Can, can we buy them back from you, please? Wow. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It is interesting. Uh, we'll get into the abortion aspect of the debate last night uh, later on, too. But, um, you know, something to ponder. Why is our society so ravenous? To abort babies. According to a former Satanist, the demonic forces have a bloodlust for the innocent and sickly, and they believe their blood sacrifice empowers evil. So make no mistake, we are fighting a spiritual battle as we try to protect the most innocent among us, the babies in their mother's womb. Preborn stands on the front lines of this battle, and their network of clinics are positioned in the highest abortion areas, often right next to abortion mills where unspeakable evil takes place every day. Preborn offers God's love and life to protect hurting women and precious preborn babies. And every time a baby is saved, which happens 200 times a day, good conquers evil. So please make your most generous gift to empower good and rescue precious souls. For just $28, you can sponsor an ultrasound that doubles a baby's chance at life. To donate securely, dial pound 250, say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby, or go to preborn.com slash pound. Pat Gray Unleashed. So uh, your thoughts on the debate, 888 I really do think this was the best one so far. It wasn't maybe fantastic, but it was solid. I think it was a lot better than the Fox, the two Fox debates. <laughs> one on Fox and one on Fox Business. Um, those were just completely out of control. Yeah. At least their efforts at NBC to maintain some sort of, some semblance of order. It kind of worked. You know, it sort of did. But if you don't want the audience to respond to people, then just have an empty auditorium. Leave it at that. Let the candidates speak, and you wouldn't have that. I don't I don't understand why you invite people into the building and then tell them to shut their mouths. <laughs> and don't you clap. Are, you, are, you are really upset about that. I am. It pisses me <laughs> off. It's bizarre. It was bizarre. Um, and otherwise, you know, it's... And the questions, of course, from Lester Holt especially. Just... It's too bad Jeffy's not here because he's in love with Je- with oh, Lester yeah. Holt. He keeps a poster above and his bed. I'm sure he'd be here to defend his honor mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the job he did last night. I, I understand that. Uh, like, where do you begin with all the problems in the world and here at home? But my gosh, it was well over an hour before we started talking about anything domestic related. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. Oh, are they running for president of the world? <laughs> but yes. Unfortunately, as many fires as Joe Biden's responsible for right. all over the planet, right? Not only here at home, you have to cover all of that stuff. But you man, do. it was frustrating not hearing them talk about America earlier than they eventually got to it. Yeah. And the interesting thing last night was probably the exchange and the the sheer enmity between Vivek. And Nikki Haley. Man, there's something going on there. Those two do not like each other. 
Uh, Fact of the matter is, the Republican Party is not that much better. Right. You have the likes of Nikki Haley, who stepped oh. down from her time at the UN, <laughs> bankrupt or in debt, is, was her family. Then she becomes uh -oh. a military contractor. She joins the board of Boeing and otherwise, and is now a multimillionaire. So I think that that's wrong when Republicans do it or Democrats do it. That's the choice we face. Hmm. Do you want a leader from a different generation who's going to put this country first, or do you want Dick Cheney in three inch heels? Oh, right, wow. In which case, we've got two of them on stage. <laughs> Two Senator, of them. Uh, Senator Scott, on stage Senator, tonight. Same, same question to you about you're the president, you're on the phone. Oh, he couldn't wait to get that one out because that was mostly a shot yeah. at Ron DeSantis. That was a good one, though. <laughs> that was, yeah. It was so, yeah, I guess. so forced. Okay, hold on a second. Uh, Chris tells me. Mm. Okay, yeah, all right. I got you. Because we've got uh, so many clips here. Um, mm -hmm. Where's the one? Is it 36? Is that where you want to see uh, Nikki versus. Uh, Vivek? Okay, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. do that one. 36 here, Joe. Talk ban if you use it. Well, I, I, I want to laugh at band. why Nikki Haley didn't answer your question, which is about looking at families in the eye. In the last debate, she made fun of me for actually joining TikTok while her own daughter was actually uh -oh. using the app for a long time. So you might want to take care of your family first. Leave my daughter The next generation of Americans are using it. And that's actually the point. You have her supporters uh -oh. crapping her up. That's fine. Here's the truth. You're just the easy scum. answer is actually to say that <laughs> wow. we're just going to ban one app. We got to go You're further. Scum. We have to to ban any U.S. Mm. company actually transferring U.S. data to the Chinese. Here's okay. Well, all right. That's a pleasant interchange there between uh, two people in the Republican Party. <laughs> she actually called him scum. You're just scum. Wow. So, okay. Uh, but should he have brought up her daughter? No. <laughs> no, he shouldn't have. That That's a step too far. Unless she's out campaigning for her, and I don't think she is, at What's least this? not as far as I've seen. Well, we got a clip. What is it, 25? Yeah, 25. Well, I, I haven't seen this. This is Nikki Haley's daughter on TikTok? Yeah. Oh, okay. Is there mm. audio? No, because no. it's a song. So. Oh, oh, a song, yeah. Oh, okay. so she's just dancing? Yeah. All Wh right. Whoever that guy is. Okay. All right. So it's that's not all but her it's, videos. So it's not, it's just her she's not, she's not out there saying vote Nikki Haley 2024? No. No, okay. Well then that's not fair game. Yeah, I don't it, like that. She should be off bounds. He's just scum. I don't, I don't know that he's scum oh, because of um, it. No, he's not. But, uh... <laughs> okay. Uh, but they do not like each other. Man, uh, there's so much to talk about here. But what about the ban? I mean, should we be banning TikTok um, from the United States of America? I think so, yeah. Yeah. There, it's a Chinese spy tool. That's what it is. Should we allow Chinese spy tools? No, no, we shouldn't. Okay, they got to be cut off somewhere. I don't. I just don't like the word ban. Yeah, I know. I know. If it's I'm a an private adult, business, and it's can difficult, I not make my own decisions if I'm an adult? If I'm opening not when up it my concerns phone national to, security. Okay. Yeah, I, a case. I don't me, know. A case can be made that there should be a ban. Mm -hmm. I just don't know that I. And want, they all seem to be making it, right? I don't know that I want that. Forced upon adults. Yeah, it's, a, I mean, it's, a t it's a tough one. What else do you <clears throat> ban uh, in the name of national security then from adults? Mm. Uh, Chinese buying uh, property in the United States of America. I think you ban that. Well, yeah, but that's that's banning the Chinese. Mm -hmm. It's not banning Americans, right? Right. See, I mean, it's tough. It's a real tough one. It but, is. Uh, it is. And it's, it's really hard in a nation uh, like ours with a lot of freedom. It's really, really difficult. But where do you draw the line on the Chinese infiltration yeah. of, of our 
country. Oh, because it's, it's definitely happening. Yeah, it's significant, and it's a real problem. <laughs> and we don't even know the half of it. No, I'm sure not. Uh, they're robbing us blind. Most of their technology comes from us. It's stolen from us in our universities, in our corporations, uh, you know, with things like TikTok. I mean, they're spying on us everywhere with everyone. So that's a tough problem. We, we should have dealt with this, I don't know, 30 years ago. Would have been nice if we would have started waking up to the problem that we face from China a long time ago. But now it's to the point where we've allowed a lot of infiltration and and how do you how do you walk it back i don't know it's going to be really difficult for but me. yeah chris christie 37 he's all about the ban yeah he will ban it here's what he has so to say. in my first week as president oh wow first week. we would ban tiktok Your first they week. want to go ahead and sell it mm-hmm. let them go ahead and sell it but i'll tell you another reason we would do it <laughs> facebook's not in china x is not in china They're not permitting a free flow of information to the Chinese people from our social media companies, Uh yet we just open the door and let them do what they're doing. TikTok should be banned because they are poisoning American minds, and I would do it week one. Week one. Not day one. Oh, so it's kind of up there in priority, just not Yeah, just not not the most important. Right. You know, because all these other things, if they're important, they're happening day one. Day one must be a longer day than most days because they're going to do a lot of stuff on that first day. (laughs) I'm not sure there's time for all of it. And we don't even take office until (laughs) early afternoon. Right. So we got to fix everybody's finances on day one. That's right. We got to figure out what to do with Ukraine and Israel on day one. We got a lot of day one responsibilities. Yeah. So, but TikTok in week one. By the end of January, TikTok's on the chopping block. (laughs) Can we just, for just a moment, because obviously the China threat is absolutely real. Yeah. And and the way that they get to us are numerous. Mm -hmm. And obviously through TikTok is is a nice way. Um, And I'm very concerned about communists anywhere. Yeah. But I'm most concerned about the communists running this government yeah, right me now too. in the United States. Me too. That's our biggest enemy. I feel enemy. like that should be in yeah. the first week. As they continually say that white supremacy is the biggest problem we face, uh, I say, and I think I'm hearing from you, Keith, no, it's the Marxists who are running our government yeah. right now that are the biggest threat we face. It's Joe Biden. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are the biggest threats we face which, look at how they're destroying our nation right which is why that should have been the topic it's, of discussion yes, right out of the gate that's right. not why that's are you going to be better than donald trump why are you better than joe biden yeah yeah but they they want to make a huge deal out of this because what they want to do what they're hoping for i think is that trump wins the nomination and then can't run for president because he's in jail or whatever and that's a distinct possibility. You know, I'm really concerned about this trial he faces right now that he's involved in in New York. Clearly, this judge has it out for him. And it is the judge who's who's going to uh, make the verdict. He's the one who decides the fate of Donald Trump in this trial. It's not a jury trial. This is decided by the judge. And Trump has openly mocked and verbally attacked him. I don't blame him for that. But you're pissing off the very guy who's going to decide your destiny here.
I don't see a way out of this for him. It's bizarre right huh. now. I, I mean, the appeals process, I guess he'll appeal whatever ruling comes against him. But it's a little bit scary. And if he's in jail and they start taking him off of ballots, we're going to have a real problem. Got a victory for Trump in Minnesota yesterday when the Supreme Court up there refused to bar him from oh, the good. primary ballot. Where was that, Minnesota? Yeah, so yeah. I knew we had Minnesota and Colorado. Colorado, I think, is still going There's, strong. Yeah, yeah they're so. still full speed ahead on that. But it's a real threat. and It is. It needs to be. It is. And that's what the Democrats are hoping for. Let him win the nomination. That'd be great. Then we'll see to it that he's in prison and can't run. We'll make it, I don't know, some sort of, there'll be a new rule that you can't run from jail. <laughs> um, so <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a big concern. Um, meanwhile, Ron DeSantis talked about uh, enemies, our enemies attacking our soldiers. Cut 38. Here's what he had to say. Just today, the U.S. launched another one of its limited airstrikes against targets in Syria, this time Iranian-linked facility. How far would you go militarily to hold Iran accountable? Well, first, Matt, thanks for your question, and I appreciate what you've done over the last month. I know it's been very difficult for the community, Pause and I appreciate you guys. I really hate this. Uh, I think we've talked about this before. Just answer the question. Don't backtrack. Well, first of all, thanks, Matt, for your question. Pat I really does like not like question. backtracking. Matt. No, I, I just answer the question. Let's streamline this process a little bit. Can we do that? Can we do it? Just answer it. Well, first of all, I want to thank you for having me here. Mm-hmm. I want to thank you for the facility. It's a beautiful facility. I, I drove here uh, with my uh, limousine, and uh, I, the guy dropped me off right in front, and there were some people that greeted me. I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the building is really nice. Did I, you get to meet the janitorial staff? I, I haven't yet, but I'm looking okay. forward to saying hi to them after, oh. uh, after we're done here tonight. I did have a nice little bite to eat. Okay. That you left in my dressing room. Mm-hmm. Appreciated that. So How was the temperature? That. In there? Was it good? Uh, the temperature was a little warm for my oh. liking. It was about 74, 75 degrees. I, I like, like to see tell. it about 72. Oh, you had some sweat you know? going on that uh, yeah. upper lip there. Uh, last and it's, night. Now it's dripping down my yeah. face. Oh, no. Unsightly, of course. But, sure uh, but Matt, thanks for your question. Yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's a really good one. And what I was like the, the question? Work that you've Do we done. I've completely forgotten now. I have no idea. Backtracking. We just learned that. Okay, but uh-huh. can we visit something that was really bugging me last night? Is this weird whales have an easy pass lane in the ocean? Commercial? I think I went downstairs during that commercial. Oh, I, I, I wish I would have seen that. And I can't find it online because even the NBC raw feed has edited out uh, all the commercials. Oh. But I, I put a call out. I was like, what, what was that? And, and Hogasm, uh, Pathead. Uh, found a reference to it in the Palm Beach Post. And listen to this. An ad which featured an exchange between two young men at a gas station pump complaining about gas prices seemed to be serious. That mm. is, until it started taking an odd turn, complaining about migrating whales. In the Gulf of in the Mexico. Gulf of Mexico. 
And this whale migration Weird. somehow allowed the Biden administration, by the Biden administration, was helping to inflate the price of gas by increasing <laughs> U.S. energy costs. The commercial came complete with graphics of whales swimming next to highway easy pass lanes in the whale's okay. migratory trek through the Gulf. Huh. And yes, it was serious, ending with a narrator saying, tell Biden to close the whale easy pass lane to bring down the high price of gas. <laughs> what? I need this ad in my life. It, it was the most bizarre thing. It's like, I cannot believe it passed through how many hands before they're like, yep, that's the one. Yeah. That's a clear, concise message. Nobody knows what they're talking about. Uh, apparently, it comes from Building America's Future, a group called Building America's Future, whose mission statement okay. is President Biden, the Bureau of Ocean Energy Management, and its nonprofit and politically motivated allies have conspired <clears throat> to use the cover of the rice rice's whale, or is it the Reese's whale? Mm-hmm. The rice's whale <laughs> to add new and unfounded restrictions on U.S. oil and natural gas transport systems in the Gulf of Mexico, threatening to harm American energy, resulting in higher energy prices and more red tape for American families and small businesses. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I mean. So this group not, not has launched message. Biden's whale fail as a public service announcement to uh, highlight the assault on domestic energy independence. <laughs> okay. Uh, really strange. Is that so is weird. bizarre. Yeah. I don't understand, but yeah. that was perhaps a good backtrack. Um, <laughs> yeah, we still don't know what it is. Though. We were about to get to uh, Ron DeSantis's. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ron DeSantis talking about the enemy attacks on our soldiers cut 38 here. Just today, the U.S. launched another one of its limited airstrikes against targets in Syria, this time Iranian-linked facility. How far would you go militarily to hold Iran accountable? Well, first, Matt, thanks for your question, and I appreciate what you've done over the last month. I know it's been very difficult for the community, and appreciate you guys rallying together in difficult times. Uh, I actually served in Iraq back in the day, and um, we had al-Qaeda in Iraq. You had Shia militias that were funded by Iran that were killing hundreds and hundreds of U.S. troops. And as commander-in-chief, I am not going to put our troops in harm's way unless you're willing to defend them with everything you have. Biden has them out there. They're sitting ducks. He's doing glancing blows. That's just inviting more attacks from the Iranians. I would say you you harm a hair on the head of an American service member, and you are going to have hell to pay. We are not just going to sit there and let our service members be sitting ducks, and that's true whether it's Iran or whether it's any country on the world. We have to be strong, and we have to defend the people who defend us. All right, thank you, Governor. Now, Okay, there it is, spelled out. And, you know, when, when we're attacked, yes, you have to attack back. Um, so... He seems to be pretty reasonable on that. He doesn't go as far as Nikki Haley and Tim Scott do, and Chris Christie, for that matter. All the, Those three seem to really want, they desperately want, to get us into a hot war somewhere, or perhaps everywhere on the planet. Uh, he also talked about uh, Social Security. Here's uh, DeSantis on, on that. 
And just finally to you, would you be open to raising the retirement age and how would you keep Social Security sustainable? Well, look, as governor of Florida, uh, I know a few people on Social Security and um, I know it's important. My grandmother lived till 91 and Social Security was her sole source of income. And that's true for a lot of seniors throughout this country. So what I'd say to seniors at America, uh, promise made, promise kept. I understand what you're going through with the rising prices uh, and you need that Social Security check. So we'll make sure to get that done. Uh, mm. uh, so Chris Christie was talking about raising the age, right? To retire. Right. That was his response. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> we don't have that one though, do we? Uh, no. But yeah, I, I don't I don't remember what age. Did he mention an age? I don't know what if there was a number associated with it, but he was talking about his son. My 30-year-old son's out here right now. And, uh, you know, if he's living off of uh, Social Security by the time he retires, you know, we got bigger problems. Oh, that was a smooth, smoothly yeah. delivered line, sir. Uh, anyway, uh, but he was talking about if you're in your 30s or 40s now. You're not going to have it available. Well, well, he was saying maybe we should raise the rate, uh, yeah. the age. to re- So that they do have it available. Um, but I'm sorry. We've been paying into this our entire <laughs> lives right. for our whole life. Now you're asking to wait till what? We're dead before we start receiving any benefits. And then, well, you're dead. You don't get those benefits now. So I, I don't know. That's a tough one. Um, the Social Security problem. Uh, thank you, LBJ, for that. I uh, appreciate that. <laughs> you could, you could, that sentence could go so many ways. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> thank yeah, you, yeah. LBJ, for really fill could. in the blank. Yeah. And, and again, I mean, remember George W. Bush in 2004. I mean, he won re-election, mm-hmm. and the first thing he said is, I've got political capital, and I'm going to spend it. And, and his he, big plan was to privatize Social Security for those that wanted to. But he couldn't get it done. Couldn't get it done. Yeah, and for those who wanted to, that was Giving a real an key option. right there. Right. Yeah, you can stay on the government system if you want. Stupid, but go ahead. Yeah. Uh, or we could set up private accounts, and you can manage it. And you could put that money into stocks. Which would have been great. Which would have made so much sense. But you can't be given options to Americans no. anymore. I, well, the Democrats ruined that. They screamed and yelled that they were trying to take Social Security from people, and that was the end and of it. rich big business. And, yep. Okay. Yep. Like you always. You can't have what a, they always do. There are no serious conversations left to be had in this nation. It's <sighs> crazy. Let me have this serious conversation, though. Um, are you being lied to right now? Wall Street tells you if you follow their investment advice... You'll retire in a lower tax bracket. Yet, a lot of retirees who follow their advice are finding themselves in the highest tax bracket of their lives. But there is another way. It's called bank on yourself. This is a better way to grow and protect your hard-earned money. This retirement plan alternative has never had a losing year in over 160 years. So it's not like it came out last year and they're trying to make some specious claim. It's been around for 160 years. It's guaranteed predictable growth and retirement income. With Bank on Yourself, your plan doesn't go backward when the markets tumble. Your principal and growth are locked in. Tax-free retirement income. You'll know what your tax rate will be uh, in retirement because it's going to be zero under current tax law. And that protects you from the coming tax tsunami. Built-in inflation protection. Your money is guaranteed to grow by a larger dollar amount every single year in both good times and bad. So if you want guaranteed, predictable annual growth, you want control of your money, 
you want tax-free retirement income, then go to bankonyourself.com slash unleashed. They're going to send you a free report with the proven retirement plan alternative that banks and Wall Street are desperately hoping you never hear about. Go to bankonyourself.com slash unleashed and they'll send you a free report. Then you can go through it, figure out if this is right for you. Bankonyourself.com slash unleashed. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. It is. Pat. Welcome. Last night, I asked the question on Twitter, Mm -hmm. who would commit U.S. troops to an overseas conflict first? And my only options were Chris Christie and Nikki Haley um, in this particular poll. Mm -hmm. And I just see this answer come in from uh, Shea Patrick Cormack, and he's thinking outside the box. He's saying that Chris Christie would try to eat the conflict first. (laughs) That actually... (laughs) Okay. We need to keep mm-hmm. that in mind. Right. When we're going to the polls. Yeah. Keep in mind, Chris Christie might actually just eat whatever <laughs> issue is happening in the world. He's already eaten quite a few things. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's very possible. Very possible. Thanks for that reminder. Appreciate yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Let's get to uh, Cut 40. Ron DeSantis talking about um, his stand on abortion. Texas is not going to do it the same as New Hampshire. Iowa's not necessarily going to do it the same uh, as Virginia. So you got to work from the bottom up. Uh, you got to do a better job on these referenda. I think of all the stuff that's happened to the pro-life cause, uh, they have been caught flat-footed on these referenda, and they have been losing the referenda. A lot of the people who are voting for the referenda are Republicans who would vote for a Republican candidate. So you got to understand how to do that. But let's just be clear. The Democrats have taken a position they will not identify the point at which there should be any protection mm, all right. the way up until birth. That is wrong, and we cannot stand for that. All right, go- Excellent. But don't clap. Don't clap on that, because that You're would right. be bad. That would be really bad. We don't want to hear it. Uh, interesting yeah, and strong. true. You know, but what happened when Roe v. Wade got overturned? We're seeing the results of it now. States are deciding. The states are now deciding for themselves. So... And it may be inadvertently turning some states blue, getting them more active politically, getting mm-hmm. the getting these far left I think that's clearly happened. to show up in places where they normally wouldn't, yeah. and it's having an effect. But you know what? Yeah. If you're gonna die on a hill, I guess this is for, the one to die on. For I babies think. is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You know, you just gotta hope for the blessings of heaven because we're doing the right thing here, and we all know it. We all know that protecting life, the life of babies, is the right thing to do. I don't care what the left is screaming at us. I don't care how much they talk about a woman's right to choose and all that BS that they don't believe anyway. And that it's just a clump of cells. Nope. It's human life. And it is wrong to end it. So we're, we're on that hill. We're on the right hill. And come what may, I guess, on that. Uh, Here's Tim Scott on his stance on abortion. Senator Scott, I'd like you to weigh in. How do you see the path forward? And what do you make of what Ambassador Haley just said? Do you see this as a consensus issue? Well, I'm 100% pro-life. I have a 100% pro-life voting record. I would certainly, as President of the United States, have a 15-week national limit. I would not allow states like California, Illinois, or New York to have abortion up until the day of birth. I hmm, okay. All right. And you know what? What they should be doing 
is extracting the plan from Democrats on what they're going to do on abortion. So is there ever any limit to when you can have an abortion? And the answer will be no. The American people, you know, as as I guess pro-abortion they are up until the 15th week or the 21st week, they're not going they it's like 85% of people don't believe it should happen in the last trimester. Nobody believes that. Yeah, yeah. and I did uh, hear from a lot of uh, folks that listen to this show uh, based in Ohio that were explaining that, yeah, the way this was... Um, the way it was worded? Worded, and, and I guess the, the dishonesty in the ads, big shocker there, right? Yep, um, that's what they do. Yeah, They confuse the issue, and then you don't, you're not sure what you're voting for. I mean, they do that with the dumb uh, propositions that we had. Uh, on the Texas ballot. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was hard to figure out. You had to read it a few times to make sure, okay, do I understand <laughs> what they're saying here? I think I do, but... Did we talk about the results in Texas yesterday? We had 14 things on the ballot. Yeah, 13 of them passed. <laughs> the only one that got knocked down was the judges. <laughs> the judges Sorry, age. we're not giving you the judges to age 79. <laughs> they're keeping them at 75. Way to take Good a stand, thing Texans. we took that stand. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I want my money to go to the Texas universities. Yes. I want I want a rainy day fund to fund research at UT who only has $43 billion in their endowment fund, so they can't afford to do it on their own. <laughs> Don't even think that they could possibly do this on their own. No, that needs yeah. to come with the surplus that we've that we've saved in this in this state for a disaster time. But screw them judges. Yeah. Yeah, but the judges, nope. <laughs> and that was the most simply worded one, if you think about it, too. Yeah. You know, like, they're all like, yeah, yeah I'm for That sounds good. That sounds good. Well, oh, again, the, the, the pre-vote ads uh, made it sound like, okay, this is free money. This is free money. This isn't coming from you. You don't have to worry about that. We're not going to tax you extra. This I is stuff we already have. This is already paid for. Okay. All right, yeah, nobody stops and thinks, wait a minute, does UT really need this? With a $43 billion endowment fund? What do they use that endowment for, by the way? Um, brainwashing your kids? Uh-huh, that's what they use it for. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, was that rhetorical? Maybe you could <laughs> perhaps apply it to the research you're doing. I don't know. How about that? <sighs> you know, Harvard's got $51 billion, you, you know, and they're continually... Uh, uh, talking about how evil it is that you know people have to pay their loans off after they go to these institutions. Well, they wouldn't have to if Harvard would just free up some of that money and pay for the kids that, that come to that school. They could pay for every single student for the next 50 years. They could go free of charge to Harvard. Are they going to do that? Of course not. No. They're going to continue to hoard that money. So... Yeah, there goes our rainy day fund. You you can bet that's not gonna that's not gonna be around much longer. Uh, Chris Christie also talked about his pro life stance. Uh, here's what he had to say. Cut forty two. Here's the bigger issue, Kirsten. Mm-hmm. You're the bigger big issue is, and Tim began to touch on this. <laughs> we're not pro life for the whole life. 
To be pro-life for the whole life means that mm. the life of a 16-year-old drug addict on the floor of the county lockup is precious and we should get treatment for her to restore her life. The 52-year-old who's drug addicted should make sure that any of his children who he's passed that addiction on to are treated well too. Pro-life's not just in the womb, Kirsten. It's for the whole life. All right. Governor, thank you. Okay. All right. Yeah, whatever. Um, You're like, I don't care what you say. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) It really doesn't matter, bro. That ship has sailed. It's just kind of a way to avoid the actual topic we're talking about. Okay, you're talking about separate issues now. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll talk about drug-addled people later on. Right now, we're talking about aborting babies. Address that. Uh, and he just skims over that and goes to other things that he wants to talk about, but that happens all the time. Uh, here's Nikki Haley on her stance. You know, I've said it before. I think you have to be honest with the American people. This is a personal issue for every woman and every man. Oh, here we go. I am unapologetically pro-life, not because Are the you? Republican Party tells me to be, but because my husband, Michael, was adopted and I had trouble having both of my children. So I'm surrounded by blessings. Having said that, when you look post-Roe, a wrong was made right. They took it out of the hands of unelected justices and they put it in the hands of the people. And now we're seeing states vote. And what I'll tell you uh-huh. is, as much as I'm pro-life. I don't judge anyone for being pro-choice. Okay, and we I gotta don't finish this afterwards because <laughs> can't let this go. You got go. something to say? I do. Oh, okay. I, I do. It's probably surprising, but yeah, I might say something about this. <laughs> More coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. And welcome. Uh, finish up our discussion on last night's debate coming up in a minute. First, uh, let me tell you that 60% of U.S. pork production comes from one company, and it's owned by the Chinese. But talking about the, dis- the deal with uh, China lately and some of the problems we have, their hogs are given something called uh, ractopamine, which is banned in 160 countries, including China. But you find it in your grocery store aisle every single day. There is a better way. Moink box. That's moo. It's moink. Uh, moo plus oink. Moink. Uh, moink delivers grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, and sustainable, really delicious wild-caught Alaskan salmon straight to your door. Moink farmers farm like our grandparents did, and because of that, moink meat tastes like it should because the family farm just does it better the moink difference is a difference you can taste and you feel good knowing that you're helping family farms in america stay financially independent too you choose the meat delivered in every box like ribeye steaks to chicken breasts to pork chops salmon fillets and and a lot more plus you can cancel any time so you're not locked into some three-year deal keep america farming going by signing up at moinkbox.com slash unleashed right now. And because you're a listener of this show, you'll get free ground beef for a year. That's one year of the best ground beef you'll ever taste. But just for a limited time, it's spelled M-O-I-N-K. Moinkbox.com slash unleashed. That's moinkbox.com slash unleashed. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. All right, we're in the midst of Nikki Haley's answer on uh, abortion. And so 
I wanted to uh, get back to that. Let's just start it from the top, though, and let her have her say. Because, man, a lot of people are loving her. They're, she's actually getting some traction, which is bizarre to and, me. But Is it the heels that have good grip on them? Yeah, and, and they're also ammo? Is yeah, that what you yeah, said? They're I ammunition. Guess, do we or not something? have that clip or something? I don't think we have that She's one. She's like, my heels are ammo. What does that mean? They're ammo. That you're going to jam your heels into Vivek's eyes? Is that what you're talking about? Because oh, I think that's the implication there. I'm watching that cage match. <laughs> uh, here's what she said on abortion, though. Cut 44. You know, I've said it before. I think you have to be honest with the American people. This is a personal issue for every woman and every man. I am unapologetically pro-life, not because the Republican Party tells me to be, but because my husband, Michael, was adopted and I had trouble having both of my children. So I'm surrounded by blessings. Having said that, when you look post-Roe, a wrong was made right. They took it out of the hands of unelected justices and they put it in the hands of the people. And now we're seeing states vote. And what I'll tell you is, as much as I'm pro-life, I don't judge anyone for being pro-choice, and I don't want them to judge me for being pro-life. So when we're looking at this, there are some states that are going more on the pro-life side. I welcome that. There's some states that are going more on the pro-choice side. I wish that wasn't the case, but the people decided. But when it comes to the federal law, which is what's being debated here, be honest. It's going to take 60 Senate votes, a majority of the House, and a president to sign it. So no, we haven't had 60 Senate votes in over 100 years. We might have 45 pro-life senators. So no Republican president can ban abortions any more than a Democrat president can ban these state laws. So let's find consensus. Let's Let's agree okay. on what, how we can ban late-term abortions. Right. Let's make sure we encourage adoptions and good quality adoptions. Let's make sure we make contraception accessible. Let's make sure that none of these state laws put a woman in jail or give her the death penalty for getting an abortion. What? Let's focus Nobody's on how to save as many that. babies as we can and support as many moms as we can. And stop Thank the you, judgment. Ambassador. We don't need to divide America over this issue anymore. Mm, I disagree with that. Uh-oh. <laughs> now, that's the judgment we can make. Uh, abortion is evil, and uh, that's just a fact. I'm not, I'm not assigning a place in hell to anybody because that's not my job. That's not the kind of judgment I can do, but I can judge that abortion is wrong, and I must make that judgment. Abortion is wrong, and it's wrong to support it. Now, I don't judge you because you support it if you do, um, but I do know that what you're judging is wrong. It's absolutely wrong. You shouldn't be killing babies. That's wrong. Anybody can figure that out, and that's up to us as thinking human beings to do. We're supposed to do that. You have to make that judgment every single day, what's right and what's wrong. Unrighteous judgment is when you take the people who are making those choices and assign them, well, you're going to hell for that. Well, that's not my job. I'm not doing that. But I am judging the action it's wrong so uh take a stand on that nikki she won't of course um but you know we we should take victories where we can get them like the roe v wade decision from the supreme court that was great um people are saying it's not great because we're losing elections as a result of it well oh well oh well we'll die on that hill yeah um but but we should make the judgment that partial birth abortion should be stopped. I mean, we should. I mean, can't everybody agree on that? And I think most Americans do. The vast majority of Americans agree and believe that uh, partial birth abortion is wrong. You, you can't 
you can't kill the baby as it's coming out the birth canal. And they'll tell you, well, that's incredibly rare. Right. So are back alley abortions. Okay. But you're continually screaming about them. Can we agree the back alley abortions aren't good for people? Yeah. Can we agree that partial birth abortion is evil and should be stopped? I hope so. But most Democrats won't make that distinction at all. They won't even go there. They won't even go there. As simple as that is. And as agreed upon by the American people as that is. They won't say it. They won't say it. They won't, they won't limit abortion in any way. Speaks volumes, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Yeah. Tells you everything you need to know. I, I did think, uh, you know, Tim Scott had a pretty solid night. Um, uh, I He just doesn't do it for me. No, me neither. As, as far as a president goes. I mean, he doesn't mm-hmm. for me as a, maybe a Sunday school teacher goes. But, <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I did want to give him credit for his closing remarks last night because I thought that this was actually... Um, I thought this was really well done, and I wanted to at least Mm -hmm. have us put this in the queue here. So let's see this, shall we? There is a crisis that is growing in our nation, and that crisis is cultural and spiritual. We need a renewal, a great awakening. We should reject the left's valueless, faithless, fatherless society. We should turn back to faith, patriotism, and individual responsibility. We should stop choosing victimhood and start choosing victory. We should stop kneeling in protest and start kneeling in prayer. There are basic truths that built this country. If you're able-bodied in America, you work. If you take out a loan, you pay it back. If you commit a violent crime, you go to jail. And if God made you a man, you play sports against men. I do not Hmm. just want to... Audience, please. I do not just, do just want to win the battle <laughs> against Joe Biden. I want us together to win the war. The war for our uh, Christian conservative Senator values Scott. that changed my life. Senator Scott, thank you. Governor Christie, you have That's why I'm asking you for your vote. Wow. That, that was good. Back off, Lester, yeah. man. Just I let know. the man finish his I thought. know. I know. He was so irritating last night. So <laughs> I got bad. it, Dad. I'm going to finish my thought, though. Right. I've got, like, one more sentence to say. <laughs> right. Can I, can I say it less? In the home stretch. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you. Ah, he was obnoxious. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to see a Tim Scott uh, maybe in a cabinet position, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Tim Scott, yes. Yeah, I could go along with that. But I want Nikki Haley as far away from yeah, I do the too. next administration I, as humanly possible. We're going to be possible. at war with everybody all the time. She does not need to have any president's ear. Nope. <laughs> yeah. And Lester Holt drove me out of, out of my mind with that Islamophobia BS, too. With that garbage. Um, after DeSantis had just skewered Biden for doing the Islamophobia in the midst of all of this anti-Semitism, uh, then Lester Holt goes immediately... To Islamophobia. And the one example, and it is a terrible example, but the the landlord creepy old landlord yeah. that killed the child and, and injured the mother. Yeah. There's one instance about that. Nobody's talking about the murder and abuse of Jews in this country. And it's happened. Yeah. Uh, there was a Jewish person just killed. Yeah, he didn't bring that up. Last really. week. No, he didn't mention that. 
Didn't mention that at all. There are Jewish students being surrounded. There are planes that have landed in Russia where they were surrounded by angry uh, mobs looking for them Mm -hmm. because they heard about the plane landing from Israel and they wanted to come after them. I mean, that's happening all over the world right now. Islamophobia is not the deal right now. The Judea phobia is what the big deal is right now. But the the media won't mention that. They won't even talk about it. Speaking of which, Hillary was on the View yesterday. Oh, good. Uh, and what is she making the rounds? What is she? What is she pimping <sighs> these days? Man, I guess the the fact that the 2016 election was stolen. I, I don't know. She's. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, and she talked about Trump with Joe Joy Behar, oh, the no. worst named person on the face of the earth. <laughs> Joy, who's completely joyless. Uh, and Hillary Clinton. What a what a pair. <laughs> you know, this country has a lot of problems. Um, and the main one is named Donald Trump. Okay, I can't personally believe that this loser has so many people who still think that he could make a decent president. He's been criminally charged with 91 counts. I mean, he's practically got one foot in jail, another one on a banana peel, this guy. And they still say, oh, we still like him. What do you make of that? Oh, I don't know, Joy. Didn't you just write a play about this? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. You know, by the way, you know, Miss, Mrs. Clinton did win the popular vote. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I continue to believe that you won. I don't care what they say. Pause it for... Oh, good golly. So that was the end, huh? Right there. She ended on... I still believe you won 2016. I don't care what they say. So she's an election denier. Uh, yes. I see. Yes, I thought that was illegal now. I thought you couldn't. Well, it depends you're on the You're going to be charged year. with treason no. now for that. You can be an election denier about 2016. Oh, okay, but you're not 2020. Not, don't you dare. <laughs> I know. We it's will arrest unreal. you. It just shows you what the D means. If you're on that side of the aisle, you can say whatever you want. And we get that proven once again with Hillary. It, honestly, to your... Your constant drumbeat of we are not a democracy. Well, thank God we're not a democracy or else right. Hillary Clinton would have been president. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, that tells you everything you need to know right there. But here's Hillary on her fears for 2024. Mm. I can't even think that because I think it would be the end of our country as we know it. If and Trump, I don't say that Trump right. Wins. You know, Jeez. I hated losing. Uh-huh. And lost, I especially hated lose. losing to him because I had seen so many warning signals during yes. the campaign. Had you, but had I immediately you said, Listen look, to this. we have to give him Here a we chance. Go. We've got to support okay. you know, the president you know. we have. And uh-huh. I meant it. And I tried really hard. She and then literally from his inauguration on, it was uh-huh. nothing but you know, accusing people of things, making up facts, de- denying the size of the crowd at his own inauguration. Oh, and I... Everything that I worried about, I saw unfolding. And so that's your lead. I I think that he'd be even worse now because he was somewhat restrained, believe it or not, in in the first term by people who he hired Uh because he thought they would go along with him and they stood up to him. And so now he is going to, if he were ever near the Oval mm. Office again, find yeah. people who have no principles, no conscience, who are totally tied, mm. you know, to his oh. fortunes, literally, What's up, Pop? and therefore would do whatever he said. And so the the wreckage wow. is almost unimaginable. You know, when I was Secretary of State, I used to talk about one uh-huh. and done. And what I meant by that is that what do you mean by that? People Hillary? would get 
legitimately elected. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then they would try to do away with elections and do away oh. with opposition uh -huh. and do away with hmm. a free press. Interesting. And you could see it in countries where, well, Hitler was oh, duly elected. Oh, right. Uh -huh. And so all of a sudden, somebody with those tendencies, though dictatorial, authoritarian tendencies, oh. would be like, yeah. oh, okay, we're going to shut this down. We're going to throw these people in jail. And, and they didn't usually telegraph that. Trump is telling us yes. what he intends yes. to right. do. To listen yes. to Take him oh, at man. his word. Yes. The man <laughs> means to throw people in jail who disagree with him. No. Shut down no, legitimate press right. oh, my outlets. You deserve do to be in jail. She's nervous because she deserves it. Literally undermine the rule of law and our country's values. He, he had the chance to do all that the first time around. He didn't do it. But she's continuing continues the fear-mongering here. You know, for the left, there are just no barriers, no boundaries. Nothing is off-limits to them. And where is the ADL on this nonsense? They would be apoplectic over this if a Republican had said something similar to her comparing Trump to Hitler. They're com completely mute on this. They don't care. They don't care when she does it. Wow. I mean... The Hitlerian comparisons are completely off, off limits to Republicans. You can't make that comparison. But she does it all the time. The Democrats do it all the time. And as for her talking about doing away with elections, what are they doing right now in Ukraine? What did Volodymyr Zelensky just say about the upcoming election in Ukraine. The, these are the people that we're supporting to the hilt. We're giving hundreds of billions of dollars to them and support them in every way. And now uh, Zelensky has said it's not the right time for elections in Ukraine. This is not the right time. Wait, what? <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Let's continue to pump billions into this corrupt government. It's not the right time for an election? Huh. Oh, okay. It's, am it's amazing. And yet the Democrats completely support him and support Ukraine. All right. Let me take a minute to tell you about the AARP and uh, the real, the real uh, organization that cares about America's seniors. Because the AARP doesn't represent you. Last year, 95% of their funding went to Democrats. So how does that represent you? It absolutely doesn't. Fortunately, there's a conservative alternative. It's called AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. And they proudly champion Americans' right to free speech, to religious liberty, and the Second Amendment. And it's only $16 a year. Not a month. A year. Which is amazing. If you're over 50 and conservative, this is pretty much a no-brainer. AMAC is the leading conservative advocacy and benefits organization, and they defend parents' rights to protect their kids. They're also fighting to restore America's election integrity. Um, AMAC is pushing back against the efforts to defund our police, to weaken our borders, and indoctrinate and corrupt our youth. They have over 2 million members nationwide. AMAC is pro-faith, pro-family, pro-freedom, but they can't do this alone. When you join them... You'll get access to special low rates on cell phones and plans on health and wellness products, travel and lodging, vision, dental, and prescription drugs. So join today. Let's send AARP a really strong message that they don't represent you. Join AMAC today 
at amac.us slash pat. That's A-M-A-C, amac.us slash pat. Pat Gray Unleashed. in a few minutes kirk cameron will be here to talk about his new book and whatnot and so forth uh house oversight subpoenas oh have been issued for hunter james biden and rob walker for testimony and uh and as part of the impeachment inquiry so it's still an inquiry it's not it's not been actually launched. We don't have an impeachment process ongoing yet. Right. So the subpoenas, um, as you just mentioned, uh, Hunter, James, Biden, uh, and then Rob, Rob Walker. Walker. But, but we got, mm-hmm. um, what were the official question? What was it? Request to, to talk with? Yeah, they also want to talk to James Biden's wife. Yeah. Sarah Biden. Okay. Uh, President Biden's daughter-in-law, Hallie Biden, the widow of President Biden's son, Bo, who later was romantically, of course, involved with Hunter. What a family. Hallie Biden's older sister, Elizabeth Secundi. Okay. And Hunter Biden's wife, Melissa Cohen. And and Tony Bobolinsky, I think, is is getting called in. He knows stuff. Yeah. Oh, he knows a lot of stuff. He sat down with... He Glenn was the partner, and, right, yeah. with with Hunter, and he so knows things. Should be some interesting stuff coming our way, uh, if they abide by the subpoenas. I wouldn't be surprised if they ignore it. You know, this this administration is <laughs> really good at just ignoring stuff. And KJP ignored that question yesterday. I mean, she was oh yeah, gathering let's play up. That. Oh, we don't have. I don't oh, think, we don't have that. Not that clip in okay. particular, but she was packing up her big book of everything. I love it. Oh, we have that. Oh, I'm sorry. Watch okay. this. Okay, I don't know what clip it is then. Sorry. We have like 50 clips today, bro. Uh, I don't know what's what. It's... 22. Okay. 22, Joseph. Number 22. Do they comply with it? There's your hey. answer. What? Bye. I'm out. Uh, yep, just didn't answer. She's like... Just didn't bother. That just happened. Like, she mentioned that, right? That it just happened, mm-hmm. so... I didn't have time to stop by... Oh, <laughs> clip 21. Great, watch this. Okay. Her response to the Hunter Biden subpoena. Mm-hmm. House Oversight Committee has issued subpoenas for um, Hunter Biden, James Biden, and Biden Family Business Associate Rob Walker. Do you have a comment on that? So look, as you just mentioned, it's just breaking. Just breaking. Uh, so I don't have this I didn't information get by the in front of me. I'm just hearing first. from you. Uh, certainly, I would refer you to any uh, of the, the personal representatives mm. on on this uh, on, on your question. But I will but have to White say House. something that I have said many you're times. You're the freaking White House. Uh, this is an investigation uh, that has been going on for a year now and has turned up zero evidence of wrongdoing no, by the president a lie. Uh, because there is none. That's a lie. Uh, but Republicans <laughs> continue to double down on a lie. baseless, a baseless. A smear campaign against the president and his family. I can't. I can't. She's fun. How long did the Russian collusion investigation go on without a shred of evidence? And they kept telling us they had all kinds of evidence. They lied repeatedly on that to our faces. Over and over and over. They told us, yeah, we got all kinds of evidence on that. Uh, There's Russian collusion. And then it turns out to be a complete fraud. All of it. An absolute hoax. They have shown us the evidence. We have seen the evidence. 
and she's still denying there's evidence. Oh my gosh. It's brutal. It brutal. is brutal. Absolutely brutal. You know what else is brutal? <clears throat> is, um, well, your 19 Republican representatives who voted against killing the kill switch that is going to be mandated by Congress. Oh, yeah, on the 20, cars. 2026. Vehicles. Thomas Massey tried to stop this. Jeez. And, uh, <clears throat> and, and he read the language yesterday on with Glenn. I mean, it's plain as day in the old law that passed, but uh, 19 Republicans said, nah, mm-hmm. we do want the government to have access to your vehicle and force you to pull over on the side of the road. This is dangerous and, and shame on the GOP. Jeez, yeah. Listen for your rep. Okay. Uh, there's a Bill, uh, Bill Rakes, Kerry, Fitzpatrick, Fleischman, Garbarino, uh, Mike Garcia, Graves, Joyce, Keen, Kylie, Kim, Kustoff, Lawler, Mace, Mike McCall from Texas. What has happened to Mike McCall? And that was Nancy Mace you said in there? Yeah, Nancy Mace. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nunn, Salazar, Smith, and Thompson. Okay. So Even AOC, as Massey pointed out, <clears throat> voted to kill the old kill switch. Oh, did she really? Yeah, because he made it. The, wow. the great point, like if you are accidentally swerving maybe the kids are reaching back or something i don't know like it, your car can ai is going to decide whether or not you're impaired not good It'll lock you down man not good no we're headed into dangerous territory yep. here all right hopefully uh we've got um, kirk cameron coming up and much more in the last exciting half hour of today's program This is Pat Gray Unleashed. studio excited to have kirk cameron join us today actor activist author um, new children's book called the fox the fair and the invention scare kirk welcome uh thanks for being here man i love your space here i love these guitars i love yeah. the man <laughs> fun pat gray rocks it's kind of like uh <laughs> it's kind of like my parents basement sort of feel it to is it, you know although my parents didn't have a basement like this but <laughs> if my parents had a basement right. it would have looked the, like the, this. but the creepiest part is the congressman in the hoodie that's peering over mm. nancy pelosi's shoulder <laughs> oh well hang on a second uh he's also behind you as well ah. yeah so be careful oh my goodness we got he's john everywhere. fetterman's face everywhere oh my goodness uh, uh, so tell us about uh, your new adventure. Um, I mean, this is beautiful. You got to look at the inside of this. It is um, so colorful. Mm. This, I mean, kids will be drawn to this immediately. This is the answer to some horrifying things taking place in our culture uh, with regard to children. So uh, real real quick backstory. Last mm-hmm. Christmas, I, I wrote a book with Brave Books called As You Grow, teaching children about love, joy, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. I wanted to do a public story hour at a public library, and I was denied by 50 woke libraries that previously held drag queen story hours for kids. Unreal. Yeah, including, do you remember the one with the horns, the drag uh, queen with the horns in, was that New York City? That was like the the OG drag queen uh, person, but yeah. I mean, frightening, frightening, and was 
was reading stories to three and four year olds, yep. but yeah, they wouldn't yeah. let you do. But that. they wouldn't let me come in, <laughs> and that's uh, be- because it's all about diversity, equity, and inclusion. You know. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I pushed, right. I pushed back, reminded them that we live in America, we have a constitution. You cannot discriminate against viewpoints, especially religious viewpoints in America. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would. I would uh, defend my constitutional rights in court against them. They reversed course, and when I showed up at these libraries that they said had no interest in the messaging of this little book, Mm. 3,000 parents, 2,000 grandparents, hundreds of children were all packed into six stories of the Indianapolis downtown library, and they were singing songs and holding their own story hours in the aisles between the books because they couldn't get into the reading room. That's great. And we found this in D.C. and L.A., I released another book called Pride Comes Before the Fall about humility, released it on June 1st of Pride Month. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Oh, okay. And uh, we released that at Seattle Public Library. And now this is the third one, uh, and it's all about loving your enemies. So I'm trying to give mm-hmm. kids and parents a different track to run on than I am powerful, it's all about me, love myself, I can be uh, any gender I want, and my parents are uh, you know, queer phobic and dinosaurs and don't know anything and America sucks. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, we live in the greatest country in the world and you're actually here for a reason, on purpose, I believe, and that there is a, a moral code that leads to your blessing and protection and relationships and identity and purpose and, and, and life can be wonderful. And we need to take back that sacred responsibility of teaching things, th- these things to our children. I love that message. Yeah, um, we homeschooled for twenty three years, and uh, I would have, we would have killed to have stuff like this available to us yeah. at the time. That, that, um, that book so is great. the Fox, the Fair, and the Invention Scare. scare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, there's something else that really interesting happened. The American <clears throat> Library Association, the national or organization that gets federal grants to direct libraries, called us out by name and taught libraries how to deny us from doing story oh hours gosh. in community libraries. That's and crazy. You know, you know what boards have done? Boards have gotten together and fired their librarians in their community libraries and replaced them with those who really do represent the, the values of the community. So hmm. this is great. Yeah. Um, right now, we're taking the fight, though, to the head of the snake. What we're doing now is saying to ourselves, how do these books with sexually explicit, pornographic, gender-bending, confusing, critical race theory-infused books get into these public libraries and public schools for children to where parents are losing their mind at the school boards? We've all seen the the videos. Mm -hmm. Who's putting it in there? Guess who it is? We found the wolf in the sheep's clothing, Scholastic Books. Wow. Scholastic. Is, that was such a staple when I was a oh, kid. Oh, absolutely. Been around for 100 years, billion-dollar company, over 100,000 book fairs every single year. They mm. are the 1,000-pound gorilla in the space, the world's largest producer of children's material, and they're lacing their pages with pornographic, obscene material that even Facebook will not allow us to post wow. in the feed because it violates their Incredible. obscenity laws. And that's for adults, not yeah. even pointing out right. that this stuff is for minors. Yeah. Is this is this uh, from Scholastic? Yes, it's called Welcome to St. Hell. That's one example. Marketed mm-hmm. to 8 to 12-year-olds. That's 2nd graders to 6th graders. Like trans teen misadventure. That's right. And in it is nudity, sex acts, girls with their hands down other girls' pants, showing their pubic hair, and an instruction manual on how to use hormones to to turn your your female uh, sex instrument into a hairy two-inch willy. I'm I'm, I'm saying this because I, I have a 
PDF for people to download to see that I am not using hyperbole. This is not right. exaggeration. This stuff is being pumped into your kids through the libraries and the public school system. And not just that, but they're grooming your littles to explore the world of drag. And all of this, while they teach your children how to clear internet history searches okay. and hide this from you right. so that they can essentially disciple your children in the ways of Karl Marx and they're so good and secular humanism with manipulating the language calling it yeah. family friendly <clears throat> right These and then <clears throat> talking about banning books where right. we right. object right. to it. it we're banning books I, it's it's we're banning what, what we want is to protect children uh, children from yeah. from and, I thought we all agreed on and obscenity and harmful things we did at one point. Yeah, society. We don't anymore. Yeah, and it's because we've we've moved the goalpost in terms of the moral standard. Yeah. Who is in charge of your kids? Is it you or is it the government? <laughs> we say us because we're based on a set of Judeo-Christian values that says God gives kids to parents. Mm -hmm. But in China, that's not the case. No. In North Korea, that's not the case. Mm -hmm. And who says? Who's the authority? Well, if you're going to let it be the state, uh, I'm sorry, but get get ready. Because everything that you held dear is going to leave. So the good news is we still have enough liberty in this country to read books to our children, pull them out of government indoctrination camps, educate them, teach them about the Constitution and the values that lead to their blessing. Yeah. I, can I ask you, you may not know this answer, Kirk, but it's just stunning mm. to see uh, you reveal that Scholastic is doing what they're doing in these schools and getting direct access to the kids. Do we know how long this has been going on? Was this, and, and, and I'm sure the answer is yes. Do we know, was this a, 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 a planned attack? Like, did they say, hey, there's where we're going to launch this attack into the kids' minds and hearts? I don't know yeah. exactly the beginning of it, but here's some things that we do know. We know that the former CEO of Scholastic has now doubled down because they originally pulled this stuff because of the pushback from parents and said, okay, we're going to put this in an optional package for your book fair. If you want the LGBT race, huh. gender stuff, we'll give it to you as an, and they flipped because they want it mainstream everywhere. Mm. So they apologized, doubled down and said, we're getting this everywhere all the time. Oh my gosh. And, and when you look at who are the biggest shareholders of this publicly traded company, Scholastic. Guess who it is? Take a guess. BlackRock <laughs> and Vanguard. Surprise. So the ESG, <laughs> DEI is oh. all coming down from these wow. ginormous companies. And the push, Unreal. at the end of the day, what the effect is, you sexualize children when they're young, mm -hmm. you separate them from their parents. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the goal. Hitler said yeah. it. He said, I don't care if you disagree with my ideologies. I have your children in my schools. And in 40 years, you'll be gone. And this is the only community they'll ever have known. Wow. Was that Hitler or Hit Woodrow Wilson? Yeah. <laughs> very similar. So the public school <laughs> yeah. system yeah. is just right there. And Scholastic is just following along the path of what Horace Mann wanted wanted from the very beginning. Incredible. I mean, you can't trust anything on its face so, anymore. So here's the great news. We've replaced the monopoly that Scholastic has with SkyTree book fairs. Right. SkyTree is a nonprofit. I've partnered with them. I'm on their advisory board now. And we've vetted over 500 books and we have 700 public schools and private schools that are already replacing Scholastic book fairs with SkyTree book fairs. Incredible. And they're great That's books awesome. for kids like we grew up with. Mm -hmm. And people can go to the website to download the PDF 
with all of this lewd, obscene material, page numbers, book titles, show it to your parent, friends, your principals, and your teachers so that they can be aware of what's in the books and then insist that your school or library replace the book fair week or weekend with sky tree book fairs instead of the harmful scholastic book fairs this is so great because you know as parents we feel overwhelmed yeah we feel like there's nothing we can do about this i mean we're just being bombarded with it every single day but there is but there's a way out that's that's right parents have been holding um story time story hours in their public libraries with their kids we had over 330 libraries uh on one day this summer with over 46 states participating and now you can bring a wholesome helpful book fair to your school or to your library just go to skytreebookfairs.com Org, uh, download the PDF so you can see it with your own eyes. Uh, I I didn't believe it till I saw it myself. But I mean, there's 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 teen girls mm. showing off their breast removal scars to their oh, friends and not. saying while we're in bed together, uh, no, don't go inside. Treat me like I'm a guy. Oh gosh. Stay outside. Oh mm. man. And these are for minors. Man, we're going to uh, wow. link to that uh, website, SkytreeBookFairs.org, uh, through Pat Unleashed on Twitter. If folks want to check that out later. And then, Kirk, how do how do people get a hold of of uh, your book if they uh, want? Yeah, if you want to get a hold of the Fox, <clears throat> the Fair, the Invention Scare, or any of the other Brave books, go to mm-hmm. BraveBooks.com. BraveBooks.com. And what I really love about Brave is they're a company that. Uh, has created something where it's, it's a book club where every month they'll deliver a new book with a pro God, pro America value right. to your front door. Yeah. Uh, and the kids love the stories. You can see they're beautifully illustrated. And in beautiful. the back, they've got little yeah. family lessons that reinforce the moral of the story around the kitchen table. So bravebooks.com. Love Thanks it. for all you do. Yeah, man. Thank you. Because Appreciate you guys. So important. Really, really good. And, and it gives us hope. Yeah, you know that there that we can see some light at the end of the tunnel here. We see so much evil and so much uh, wrongdoing and so much attack on our children that it's nice to see somebody working the other side of this. It's great. Well, and what you're doing is so important too. And 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 let me just encourage all of us. There have been times of greater darkness in the past. We're not living during the Roman Empire, guys. We're not living dur- during the 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 uh, the uh, under the rule of the Egyptians or the Babylonians. And times of, 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 of awakenings have always happened when things seemed the worst. Moral decline, spiritual apathy, political corruption, and economic collapse tend to uh, spur great awakenings and revivals mm-hmm. of right values. Because yeah. yeah. we realize that we're screwed if we don't turn things around. <laughs> right. And I think we're about due for another one. Kirk, thanks a lot. Thank, Thank you. you. Appreciate it. Kirk Cameron. Uh, SkytreeBookFairs.org, if you want to check that out. And we'll also link it on Twitter, right? Yeah, we'll put both, and both of these else. websites, uh, SkytreeBookFairs.org and BraveBooks.com, where you can check out everything Kirk just discussed. Uh, Harry Dunn is a United States Capitol Police officer who testified about J6 to Congress and wrote a memoir. He painted himself as a heroic martyr who fought bravely against racism and the insurrectionist. But of course he lied. None of those events <laughs> took place. In fact, he had mental health problems and has had since adolescence, largely revolving around anger issues. And those anger issues are pretty evident in his breakdowns at the Capitol. Uh, he conveniently left that part of the story out. The second installment of our video series, The Truth About January 6th, uses open source videos of a number of Dunn's outbursts that have been released to the public through several trials of January 6th defendants. 
This is the reason that we've made changes to the Blaze News. This is really important. People's freedom is at stake here. If you're not a Blaze News subscriber, subscribe now to help us continue to do this work. Uh, For just $36 a year, you can ensure that we can do more meaningful work like this. $36 a year? Go to theblaze.com slash subscribe right now. Theblaze.com slash subscribe and read the story and subscribe today. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. He's a warrior, Kirk Cameron. Yeah, that's a He's a warrior. Word. That's awesome stuff. Uh, and parents, if you're concerned about what's going on in your public school, he's showing you how to uh, do something about that and uh, take care of your kids so that they're not indoctrinated with this evil garbage that they're being bombarded with every day. Uh, well, this is good news. Hamas has revealed a new plan for a permanent state of war with Israel. Wait, wait I thought we wanted a... A, a ceasefire. A, a ceasefire. That's all a we pause, want. A... That's all we want is a humanitarian yeah. ceasefire. Well, and a permanent state of war with Israel huh. uh, from Hamas. They're urging their allies <laughs> in the Arab world to stand behind Gaza. Uh, and they're trying to convince them to go to war with Israel permanently. Um, According to one of the Hamas representatives, he's a Hamas media advisor, uh, Tahir El-Nunu, said, we succeeded in putting the Palestinian issue back on the table. Yeah, through murdering uh, 1,500 men, women, and children, especially babies, uh, in Israel. They put the issue back on the table, and now no one in the region is experiencing calm, he said. I hope that the state of war with Israel will become permanent on all its borders, and that the Arab world will stand behind us. Then he goes on to say, this is according to the Palestinian Health Ministry, so you know it's true. 10,569 Palestinians, including 4,324 children, have been killed. 26,457 wounded in Israeli strikes. Now, you can't take any of those numbers seriously. They lie. They cheat. They fake. They do everything they possibly can underhandedly to try to sway the world Uh, and get them on their side. Uh, The comments come as Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu suggested Israel could take indefinite security responsibility over the Gaza Strip when this conflict subsides. Now, if they do that, if they go back in and they take control of the Gaza like they had before uh, 2005, the world is not going to be on their side. Should be, but they won't be. Um, Netanyahu told ABC News that Gaza should be governed by those who don't want to continue the way of Hamas. Right. Can you anybody disagree with that? I think Israel will, for an indefinite period, will have the overall security responsibility because we've seen what happens when we don't have it. Hmm. When we don't have that security responsibility, what we have is the eruption of Hamas terror on a scale that we couldn't imagine and that's what they're dealing with right now so uh he said as far as tactical little pauses an hour here an hour there 
We've had them before. I suppose we'll check the circumstances in order to enable goods, humanitarian goods to come in or our hostages, individual hostages to leave. But as far as a ceasefire, it sounds like he's not willing to do that. And good for him. Good for him. We wouldn't allow anybody to be telling us. In similar circumstances, would we say if Israel was yelling at us for a ceasefire, would we say, yeah, okay, you're right. Yeah, all right, we're going to stop that. So, uh, no, we would not. And so Israel should not be expected to either. Uh, We had quite an amazing explosion in Shepherd, Texas. Do we have an update on this, Chris? We don't. As of we don't have any ago, news on this. We just have an explosion. Uh, <laughs> so, do we have the yeah, footage of what yeah, happened? So here's uh, some guy who was taking this shot from his <clears throat> backyard. That's um, oh, that's not good. That seems like a sizable yeah. And explosion. evacuations did take oh my place. Gosh. What kind of plant is it? Yeah, that's what I'm... Anybody know? It's a chemical plant. Chemical I know plant. That. That's, oh! That, yeah. I don't know what they're no. doing there. There's a shelter in place by yeah. the police. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, there's and there's the, another look yeah. at the explosion. This is Shepherd, Texas. Yeah, this again. is yeah. Uh, down closer to Houston. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Look at that, man. I mean, it just... Wow. Wow. East Palestine, Ohio knows what that's like. Uh, we don't know what happened we don't know the details we don't even know the specifics on the plan Police right said now. yesterday is unknown motive or what happened or motive what Ooh. Yeah, that was the first thing that he said really Mo- unknown motive he used the word motive yeah. oh wow what? as if somebody did it on purpose it wasn't just an accident that happened at the plant somebody actually wow that's <laughs> wait that's an chilling. odd word yeah, that well, it's chilling, right? They obviously suspect that somebody did this on purpose. Um, An okay. act of terror, yeah, if we, you will. We have no idea. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm just I'm All right. trying so, to catch up on this. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll continue to try to track that down and get more details on that. But uh, so far, details pretty sketchy. <laughs> Speaking of terrorists, um, Alejandro Mayorkas says everything's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine on the border, so you don't have that issue to worry about. Well, he okay. So what is that? Clip four. Mm-hmm. You want to see this? Clip okay. four. Clip four. Uh, everything's fine. Don't okay. worry about it. So the the situation at the border, you're saying, is not a disaster. That is correct. Mm. Okay, so it's not. It's that not a disaster. Correct. Yeah, but, it's but, not. But clip five is a little contradictory. I think. Okay. Okay. <laughs> What, what what has Biden done to help with the border, Mayorkas? Give us some answers here, because so everything's fine. Give me mm. two or three mm. specific examples yeah. that we could two do or three policy examples. change. Okay, that would make a difference. Uh, two or three, Senator. Big I examples. think the, um, Senator, the president uh, on day one set oh. forth a blueprint mm. uh, that. Well, uh, pick contains, three out of there that you think are the best, or the even most two, uh, Senator. I'm not, I'm, Give me uh, one. I, I would um, be yeah. quite hesitant to would you? rank which ones are the best. Uh, but I continue mm-hmm. to adhere to the approach oh. that we're, we're, when we're speaking yeah. of a system Look at this. that you has not been you reformed name a single since thing. 1996, that we need to reform it from top to bottom. Okay, so everything's fine. And but by the we, way, in 1986, we didn't really reform it. We made it worse. 
and and people always point to well you didn't complain about Ronald Reagan when he when he gave amnesty to illegals and, and provided them all two thousand dollars. No, that was the wrong thing to do then. I hated it then, and it made the situation so much worse. They estimate that there were two million illegals in 1986. That number was always estimated to be by about 2001 when I first got into talk radio. 11 million. Well, they're still saying 11 million now. It's more like 20 or 30 or 40 million. Uh, but the situation's worse. Yeah. Oh, absolutely much. it is. Okay. So he says everything was fine, you know. And then what was, mm-hmm. what was the last thing he said on that last clip, Joe? What was that? I would um, be quite hesitant to rank which okay, ones what? are the best. Uh, uh, yeah, because there I are no best. to adhere to the approach oh. that we're, we're, when we're speaking... <laughs> of a system uh-huh. that has not been reformed since 1996. Oh, 96. That we need to reform it from top to bottom. Okay, why Why do you need to reform it from top to bottom? You just got done saying everything was Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. Now, now, maybe he can give us a straight answer on this. How many illegals are in the country? Let's find out. Let's. Here we go. Secretary Mayorkas, how many people have entered the uh, country illegally across our southern border since the Biden administration <laughs> took office? 10 million is the number. Let's uh, see. Uh, Senator, it's Let's um, uh, over uh, 6 million encounters. That are Way over. And how many of those six million are still in the country? All right, let's see. Here we go, uh, Senator. All uh, of them. I can get you that information. So no, we, do you know, Senator? I don't want to. I would you provide us with a number of how many of those six million that crossed our border illegally are still in the country? The I would be pleased to provide you with the, any data that you request. Senator. Of the two and a half million that crossed our southern border illegally last year, how many of them remain in the country? Again, all Senator, of them. I'd be very pleased Again, to provide you with pleased. data with respect very pleased. to you can tell how many removals uh-huh. have been effected. How many uh, voluntary removals? How many forced removals? Um, how many um, right, expulsions? Go. Uh, how many individuals? We're all out of time. He goes, he goes, wait a minute. You came to this hearing and you don't even have those numbers with you, bro? Love that. What is your deal? Ah. This is Pat Gray Unleashed.